Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak out truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and today I have rocks to throw at a couple of brand-driven headlines. But before we get to that, fans of the Rock Fight know that our show is growing, and the most important thing you can do to support the show is subscribe by clicking the follow button on whatever app you are listening to the show on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or any other please hit that subscribe or follow button and leave us a five-star review. And if you want to get in touch, we want to hear from you. Send your emails to myrockfight at gmail.com or hit us up on socials, TikTok, Instagram, or threads. You can find the show at underscore rockfight underscore. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, let's start the show. I want to start today by talking about two stories that came out of the old outdoor industry last week that I think do a great job encapsulating what I preach about here on The Rock Fight. We have a lot of new listeners. Welcome to all of you. So this is a good primer for how I think outdoor brands should be talking about themselves or not talking about themselves in 2024. Let's start with the positive. Last Thursday, SGB covered an announcement by Merino Wool product maker Icebreaker that they had missed their goal of going, quote, plastic-free by 2023. Back in 2020, Icebreaker set a goal for themselves that they would be 100% free of plastic fibers in their products by 2023, and while they made it to 96%, they missed the 100% mark. And while, yes, they smartly pivoted their story to make their failure a success by claiming they're now on the road to eliminate the last 4%, they are taking ownership here. And it's not often that you see a brand fail to hit a goal and then talk about it publicly. Brands are usually quite happy to scream victories from the rooftop while silently hoping the failures won't get noticed. For example, I'm recording this on Monday, February 5th, And just this morning on LinkedIn, my friend Ken Pucker posted a recent story in the New York Times about Bank of America backing off of their pledge to not finance new coal mines or coal-burning power plants or Arctic drilling for environmental reasons. And you should definitely check out that article, but in Ken's post, he references how oil company BP's slow transition away from oil led to Crocs pushing its net zero target from 2030 out to 2040. And people, when it comes to Crocs... I am on the right side of history. They are a fashion abomination and an environmental nightmare that everyone talks themselves into wearing because they're squishy. And I just can't wait for the Crocs Puffin Drinkware collab that is definitely coming and will definitely make my head explode. The point is, is that if you want to find out about Crocs change in plants, you'll only find it reported in business blogs or business articles. And even the Crocs website still has that 2030 date on it, again, as of today, February 5th. And if there's a through line in what you hear me talk about here on The Rock Fight, where I throw the most rocks, I suppose, it's the disingenuous way those with all the money engage. Consumers need honesty because they're going to buy emotionally and asking them to police the poor or misleading decisions of corporations, even those who make outdoor stuff, is too much of an ask. So seeing a brand publicly highlight a miss even if it's presented as a win and used to market the brand, is a win. The bar is so very low in these matters, but we have to give credit where credit is due. Also, let's not forget that Icebreaker's goal of no plastic in their products is a worthy one. So good on you, Icebreaker. On the flip side, we have Lululemon, who announced they are now offering men's footwear last week, which, on its own, makes sense and I honestly have no problem with. 
Lulu already offers women's shoes, and their new men's line is slated to launch this spring. My issue is that they're playing the innovation card. The launch video touts the technical acumen and innovative approach the brand took to bring these shoes to market. So you want to know what that big differentiator, that innovation is according to that launch video? Using two different lasts, one for men's, one for women's. So their big innovation is doing something that Nike first did back in 1978? I gave Adidas shit last year for talking about how they were making women-specific hiking boots, and I'll do it again now. How can anyone sit in a room at these overstuffed companies, have conversations about how to tell the story of their new products, someone floats the idea of gender differentiation, and no one in the room says, yeah, hey, if we're now just understanding the difference between genders and products, we have a big problem. So we probably shouldn't make that the cornerstone of an entire marketing campaign. There's no one in the room that said something like that? But poor messaging aside, I have one other question, which is why do brands insist on claiming technical breakthroughs as the reason why their products exist at all? I mean, I know why. It's because they're too embarrassed to say the truth, which is simply line extension and revenue generation. Do you know how hard it's going to be for Lulu to, in a meaningful way, break into the top 10 footwear brands? Like, really fucking hard. Does that mean they shouldn't try? No, not at all. I think making shoes makes a ton of sense for Lulu, especially for men. I have no data points here, but my gut tells me that Lulu is not a brand that men just dip into. Like, there are not a ton of male consumers out there wearing some Lulu shorts with Nike Air Maxes, fit socks, and an Under Armour t-shirt. I often forget entirely that Lulu is also a men's brand, so those men who seek out Lulu, I think, have to be enthusiasts. They love the brand, the fit, how they feel wearing their products. And those consumers are going to flip their lids for some Lulu shoes. And that alone makes this something worth pursuing. But do not tell us you have figured something out in regards to how shoes are made or that you're doing something different. So I went through some aggregated stories on LinkedIn on this topic, and there were some posts there by some folks who worked on the project for Lulu with comments like, a breakthrough in fit and comfort. And look, that word breakthrough gets tossed around way too much. Look up the definition, and you'll see it means sudden, dramatic, and important discovery. Even if Lulu's men's shoes are outstanding in their execution, fit, and performance, They'll still just be rubber outsoles, foam midsoles, and an amalgam of different materials used by other brands in the upper. What would be so wrong with Lulu making really good men's shoes and just saying, hey, you know, people like our brand. They like our brand so much, we think they want to complete the look with Lulu shoes on their feet. And you know what else? It's a great opportunity for us to grow our business. So introducing Lulu Shoes for Men. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So brands take note. A little bit of honesty to go with your earnestness can make you a hero in the public's eyes. And like I always say when I'm applauding or criticizing a brand, anyone at that brand is welcome to come on the show and tell me why I'm wrong. Please, let's hash it out. MyRockFight at gmail.com. It's happened with Outdoor Retailer. It's happened with Rab. So, hey, Lulu, who you got? I think uh, think my buddy JJ just got a job there. JJ, come on the show and let's talk about shoes. All right, that's the show for today. I want your feedback on all things Rockfight, like I said at the beginning. So send your emails, myrockfight at gmail.com. Hit us up on socials at underscore rockfight underscore. And make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter. Go to rockfight.co so every Sunday you get news from the front in your inbox. 
There's stuff in there you can't get anywhere else. So sign up for the newsletter, folks. We'll be back on Wednesday with more outdoor ideas at Aim for the Head. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening and here to take us out. He'll show you where he drank on the job and hung out in that parking lot. It's Krista Makes with the Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock Fight.